Good morning. Good morning. Are you okay? I'm never okay. Uh, I was really trying to hold in my cough and it just made it worse. And literally right before we got on, you said, I'm a hot mess this morning. And I said, I feel like it'd be more shocking if we said, oh, we're, we have it all together today. <laughs> Uh, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Coffee with the Cowgirls. I'm Brett Kruger. And I'm Remy Greer. And it's Wednesday morning. Yes. Really early. Countdown's on to Christmas. Yes. And you are all ready, Remy, it looks like, with your tree, anyhow. Yeah. I don't have my stockings up. And I don't have my mantle completely finished, but, you know... One step at a time. It'll be ready. It'll be ready for like one day. I, I think it's nobody. If you've made it this long, nobody's going to notice. <laughs> I have it. I have my tree up, but I'm so pathetic because I didn't even go through and like spread the branches apart yet. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, hmm. is that called flocking? Is that what that's called? Oh. Flock girls and spray it with the white fake snow. Oh, so I do have a flocked tree. It's just not poofed out, I guess. So I'm not really worried about it. It's an um, abstract tree for this year. It's what? Abstract, like abstract art. It's just an abstract tree. Yes. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. Well, um, another busy week in the books and another week that... We had great intentions, but we didn't do what we thought we might do. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really get off my horse this last weekend. Um, we had planned on maybe doing a live, but Breck had chores in the morning, which was the only time I could do it. And then the rest of the day we were coaching or riding. So, you know what I think it is too, like um, when you're at the horse show, you, well, for me, I just feel like I get in a little bit of a horse show bubble and um, I probably have the time, but I can't relax enough to actually do it. Is that, does that make sense? Yeah. I, I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe I had the time, but I don't think I had the time until like the end of the top tens because I had clients there and then, but I can't relax Remy. Like, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's the same thing. I'm, I, 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 there's always somewhere for me to be. And I feel so, like um, my, I don't, I don't know. I just, I thought about this and I hate how I get in moments like that because um, I just can only focus on what is right in front of me. And that's just making sure that everybody is where they're supposed to be. Actually, I don't have to worry about where anybody's at, but that they have everything that they need, that the next horse is ready, whatever. I It's just really hard for me to comfortably or internally be comfortable with doing something else outside of what I feel like I need to be doing, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I hate that. I hate that. I think I am getting better about it, though. So if I was seemed a little off or non-talkative this weekend it's just that's who i am when it comes to things like that so i apologize i know people are like i saw breck i was like yeah i saw her flitting about too so 
that's me. Um, but so uh, for those of you who don't know, Remy and I were at um, Colton Appenzeller's Rockin' A Productions Winter Classic. Always a fun show, and it's in Queen Creek, Arizona. A big show. Uh, most classes had over well over 100 teams, I believe. Right, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, really big show. It's always a pretty big show. Uh, lots of added money. Um, Remy showed a shit ton. I showed a little less. <laughs> uh, but um, our kids all rode and were there, and they had the biggest youth, youth class I've ever seen. Yeah. I haven't seen a youth that big in a really, really long time. I don't know if I've, other than RSNC finals, I, and I don't even know how, I don't know that is, it was a big class. There was 79 or eight teams in it. It was crazy. Um, what else happened? Remy won a saddle. Remy won the freaking saddle, saddle class with Hector. Um, that was a big deal because there was 150 some teams in that, wasn't there? Yeah, so I won, I was first, third, and sixth in that class. Um, she kicked ass. And I was 11th, folks. I also sucked with breath in that class, so you know. <laughs> no, what I, mean I said, we rode it together. And I said, when people ask me, how did it go? I said, well, it was not a fast DQ, but it was not a completed run either. So <laughs> we were somewhere in the middle. No. And then, uh, and deals like that, like I was joking with someone this week, I was joking with Cody and Nicole this weekend that like, I am not built for round robins, which is when you have to sort on every team. Like, I'm not good at them. I'm like a one go round girl. And, uh, <laughs> So for the saddle sorting, you know, a lot of guys were just trying to get sorted to get points. I just wanted to win more money in the class. So I was trying to get as many back to the finals as I could for money. And I ended up winning the saddle, but not because I was riding for the saddle. I was just, I was trying to win. I'm always trying to win. I was second in the um, open I'm pen. sending those saddle things out from now on. I never do well. <laughs> um, I, uh, I was second in the open petting too. Uh, uh, a good, uh, a very good team fender and longtime friend of mine, which is Joel. And my husband texts me, he goes, did you feel sorry for Joel? Is that why you let him win? And I was like, I was trying to win. <laughs> and then uh, I came back and I won the shootout, thankfully. So that was fun on a client's horse. And then uh, I did pretty well in the 12 shootout. I mean, I, I, I had a lot of money. I rode in every class I could except for the eight because by Sunday morning I was out of horses. I was out of voice. I was out of try. So, I, you know, I did. I rode a lot this weekend. And then um, my, my sons both rode. My one little one decided he wanted to sort. And then once he got on, he didn't want to sort. So he only made one run. And then we scratched the rest of his teams. But my, my oldest one decided to ride, which was kind of interesting. So that was good. And he did awesome. He did so good. Uh, him and Bodie actually were uh, in the first go. I think they were sitting second. High call. So um, I don't. I think they even completed two rounds. They made it back to the finals. Yeah, they made the finals, and then um, like in order to win, which they both wanted to win, they needed ten head. 
So I told them, I was like, go make your run. Like if it comes together, it comes together. And it came together about halfway through. And then there's a cow that just didn't really want to run. And they tried to make something happen that didn't happen, which is okay. My son comes out and he looks at me. He's like, well, you know, if I would have done this, then I would have done that. I said, yeah, but if it would have worked out, you'd have sorted 10 head in like 40 seconds. So you got to be happy with it. You want to know why I will tell you, because you might not know this. Um, they did want to win because, they, well, they, they both are really good competitors. But the biggest deal that they wanted to win for is they were giving away scooters. And Bodhi told me that if he won a scooter, because he'd already won one, that he, he was going to give it to Kyle. So then I believe that the mindset was if they win it together, then he wouldn't have to give it to Kyle. Yeah. But, you know, like, that's, I think that's the only reason Kyle rode is because they're giving away scooters. My little one, I know for sure that's why he rode. And, like, he helps me cowboy all the time. But we got out there and I was and he was like, I don't want to ride. I don't want to go fast. I said, okay, you don't have to go fast. You can just walk. And he got in there and then started crying. And I was like, I look like such a bad mom. But he has literally come running up to me to make sure he was entered, like, 15 minutes before the class started. So, and Bodie tried talking him through it, too. He was like, you're going to be all right, bud. It'll be fine. Like, you'll be okay. But he was having none of it. So, we, um, I made it all work out. We but. will come back to that. Um, but I need to give Remy a big thank you because uh, my dogs, God, they're assholes in the morning. Um, uh, we were just running out of horsepower and um, my little was in one of the lower, I think the five, was it the five Remy or seven? Yeah. I don't know. I, no, it was a set. I don't know. It was one I think of the, it was the seven. Classes. Yeah. He was in the seven pen and his horse was just done for. And um, so Remy lent us a horse to use, a couple actually for the class for him. So a big thank you for her because I know that that's just not something that you do lightly is loan or lend horses to other people. So appreciate that um, amazing gesture and very kind of you. <laughs> He, he rode them both very well. I let him ride my good, my good black mare on his finals runs. Um, yes. Uh, so today, after we're through that now, um, LJ, uh, we're going to talk about kids and how different they are and how hard it is um, raising little competitors to be well, I have to, I do have to say like, as like you, we go to a lot of shows and I watch a lot of the youth or get to know a lot of the youth. And I just really can't think of anybody off the top of my head that I just am like, oh, they're a freaking brat or they're poor loser, sore loser. I think that we're raising really good kids these days to be good competitors, um, have good sportsmanship. Um be gracious winners and losers. Uh, so kudos to all the parents out there for that. I mean, would you agree with that, Remy? Yeah, and I think, you know, I, I, I think in all my time with horses, there's been very few people, that you could actually pinpoint the ones that were worse because, or were bad because everyone else was doing such, such a good job as far as making their kids accountable. And also like when you deal with horses, it doesn't matter how good you think you should be it's still not going to work out for you every time. And I think that's part of growing up with li all livestock is 
Yeah. They humble you every day, man. Mm-hmm. They, they do. Um, that, uh, well, the reason we were going to talk about the youth is because Remy has, um, T doesn't, he wants to ride, but I don't think he really does, or he's scared just I, of I think he got out there with all those people and was like, this is, this is a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Well, so I'm like, we should talk about that because I had people ask me this weekend, like, how did you get your kids to ride? Well, Bodie, Bodie grew up wanting to ride. I, I, can't, I feel like, and both of my kids started young, like I'm sure yours did too. And they started on ponies with helmets, just doing whatever the hell they wanted to do. And then um, I got Bodie, my old POA, who never, he would hardly move for me. He was a Western pleasure pony, so he wouldn't go nowhere. But Bodie would get so scared of riding him and just jump off. And then he never, he didn't want to ride. Like after I got him that POA, he was like, oh, I'm done, don't want to ride. And it's hard as a horse parent not to push them, but I don't like, I don't feel like you can, cause I feel like if you push them, then they will just rebel against it even more. And I don't know. My whole rule was like, and it's still my rule. If they tell me they want to ride and I go through saddling their horse, they have to ride for 15 minutes. No, they can ride for eight hours and I don't care. But if I had, if you took up my time to make you saddle your horse, then you have to ride for 15 minutes. That's all you have to do is you have to give me 15 minutes of your time. And honestly, I leave them alone most of the time. So I've never really pushed my boys, but they're always with us. And like horses by their nature are scary and fun, right? They're fun. It's fun to go do things. But I see the difference in my boys. I see the difference in your boys too, after spending a lot more time with them this weekend. <laughs> You're right. Bodie yes. and Kyle are super similar. They're just like pretty easy going. Like, you know, they want to go do it, but it's not their biggest drive. And then you got Bronson and Brayden and they're both wiry and they want to win. And it isn't just about the horses. It's about being competitive and the horse mm -hmm. is a vehicle for it. So what happened with T though, is he got, he, like, he's hyper competitive, but he doesn't really like horses. Right. So he wants to do stuff like that. But what happened with him is we were cowboying and he found a skull that he wanted. So I stepped off to get the skull and James was on another hilltop. And I handed him the skull and I had to get back on. And I said, do not ride off before I get on. You and I went off. to go fix my saddle and he went to go jog off and show his dad the cow skull. Well, James didn't know he was coming to him and he only took like two or three steps, but he's a hilltop over. And the gilding that T was riding just kind of dropped his head and he fell off over the front. So now he's afraid. Like it wasn't a bad wreck, but it was, you know, it's bad enough for him. He's yeah. six years Look. old. Like he's a little scared. So, you know, I, I thought he was going to ride this weekend. He hasn't been riding. He wanted to ride. He made sure I had him entered. He brought his boots and his hat and everything. And then he got in there and just like freaked out. And again, I was like, I look horrible. I did not push my kid to do this. I promise I didn't push <laughs> him to do it. I didn't but... think he looked horrible. <clears throat> I think that... And... I, yeah, no, I don't, I did not think that you looked horrible or, or her bad mom because of it. I mean, like I said, and not a lot of people know that, that Bodie went through, I mean, I feel like it was two, three years where he did not want to ride Remy. And actually he didn't really start riding until competitively until Bronson took a big interest in it. 
And it is crazy how you can see such a big difference in kids, like that you may not necessarily see otherwise through horses. Yeah. I feel like you can really tell a big, just see their true personalities. And even in the way they ride, Bronson is wide out, open, full throttle, every freaking single run. Bodie is very calculated, methodic, and consistent in everything he does. And I appreciate both the way they ride and how they do things. I mean, it is crazy to me. No, it's, uh, yeah, that was like Kyle, um, Kyle cracks me up because you watch him lope a horse and he looks like a rainer. Elbows down, hands low, doesn't do anything. And then he comes in the pen and he's like, elbows are out here. And I'm like, I, what happens when you walk through that gate? Like, what happens to you? Because you ride so pretty out there and then you come in the gate. And I was talking to Cody Ward about it yesterday. And he's like, well, maybe he just gets nervous when he rides. And I was like, maybe. And like, he won't shorten up his reins. So he's just. It's I just was actually comes like thousands of runs and almost like kind of letting them do know, their thing. Yeah, like I talk about muscle memory and I was like, but your muscle memory apparently isn't developing because you don't lope like that. You don't like when you walk in the pen. But he rode really well. I was really happy with Kyle. But it's the same thing. He doesn't have that same intensity as Brayden. Like, but he did, you know, he got everything done the way he was supposed to get done. It was just a different style of getting right. there. Um, and I think that they're like, I think that the kids develop more too with their riding and everything when they get alongside a group of kids that they like, then they kind of work hard against each other or with each other. Um, and it's fun to see them make friends throughout the weekend because our kids really didn't know each other. Uh, I'm sure that they've met before, but they've not, and they were playing all weekend and having fun. And there is probably a level of comfortability for, um, Kyle with Bodie because Bodie can take him by the wing and say, this will be okay. And you're going to be just fine. And you can do it because it means more for Bodie to say it to him than it would you, Remy, you know, yeah. because he's another kid and um, Kyle might think in his head, well, if Bodie says it's going to be okay and he's fine, he's, he's fine. similar yeah. to my age, he's fine, he's fine, I'm probably going to be fine and I think there's something to be said about that too. Um, the level of sportsmanship that those kids show, so good, so good. Yeah, I mean, like you saw, like you, the hard part is in some sports, and sometimes you see it at the shows, like where a youth rider that's an older, so it goes one way. As you get older in the youth, you either it's become the parents in any youth event. Yeah, though, yeah, but like you become, eh, it's not just the parents in this part though. You become an example of what to do, right? You either ride hard until the buzzer, or you act like you're better than being in this class. Well, if you act like you're better than being in that class, don't ride the youth because these kids are looking up to you. So when I was younger, um, it used to be that you only rode two teams and um, you had to change two partners. There was no draw. It was like that for all of our divisions. So I would ride one really strong junior team trying to win. And then I would ride, in, it was actually with our partner on the cows, now Marcus. So he was, he was like six years younger than me. So I would ride with him and another girl that was younger than me. And honest to God, I won more with my like 
quote unquote throwaway team than I won with my really strong team because I sat out there and captained the team and let them do their thing rather than just like three really strong youth riders running around really fast trying to make the run. So I always kind of did that even before a draw. I was always picked up other youths to make sure that they got better. And I mean, you see that a lot in our sport. It's, it's, it, it's, it's so rare to see the ones that don't try and be an example that you can pick them out. But like I, I saw kids riding all the way through and then I saw really good riders making sure that they took care. Cause there was like some real little littles in the sorting. That had not ridden, have not spent very much time in the yeah. saddle period. And, and so you, you to... watched, yeah. And you watch those guys try and take care of them and cheer them on and all of that. So I know that, that was really nice to see. And then, uh, the it's youth funny class to... is one of my favorites because yeah, it's, of uh, that. I was joking because Jim Ward was flagging. I was like yelling from the back of his flagging stand for the penning. He's like, oh my gosh, you're so loud. And I looked at him. I said, the funny thing is I've yelled for your son and I still yell for your son this loud. He goes, I know. That's why I'll let you stay in here. <laughs> but um, it was, it was, Kyle was very upset when they didn't win, not just because they didn't win and didn't, or, and they didn't place because they ended up blowing out in the finals. And it's funny because he says he's not competitive. I say he's not competitive, but he is. He's just, it's just a different way than I'm used to. It manifests differently than I'm used to. Because I think for him, he doesn't want to try. He doesn't want to appear to try because he doesn't want to be disappointed. Sure. And that's even more, you know, that's even more heartbreaking than Braden being pissed off when he doesn't win because Braden's gritty about it, right? Like, I'm going to do better next time. I'm going to win. I'm going to show him how good I am. Where Kyle just kind of like, he walked out, he took uh, my mare, my other mare back and his mare back. And you could see like the, like the tears at the corners of his eyes. And he's like, I'm just, I'm going to go on saddle. I'll be back in a little bit. That kid's like 10 years old, you know, and he's trying to figure out how to keep it together. And I was like, better than me about it because I don't like to lose. I, um, well, I don't know. I, I just, the youth class I think is so good. I think that that is where like these, these young kids get the start of their competitive spirit, their love for the horse, the love for the game. And if it wasn't for, you and I talked about this a little bit yesterday. If it wasn't for like the Callies, the Cody's, maybe now my kids get to be that kid. Um, and they like it. They like being the one who gets to help. And um, th there are so many good youth kids. And I know that there's a lot of people who are happy that Callie and Cody are out of the youth. I was not one of them because I, I was so thankful for what they taught my kids because if you're parents to kids who do anything competitively, the majority of the time they're not going to listen to you, but they listen to people that are their peers like Callie and Cody and on what to do and they'll do it. And uh, so for me, it's fun to see my kids step into that leadership role and help those other littles maybe win their first buckle or whatever else I'm because that's how you get the itch and that's how you get the bug and then that's how those kids they want to learn more and they want to take in the sport and do more with it well the other important part about the youth is it's teaching them to ride like at their own level and what I mean by that is like you don't have an adult out there to babysit you like 
you know, it's like, uh, look, Bronson's killing it in the ranch hand, and Braden does too, he right? He can't Those do kids a shit in the youth, ever. But what it is, is because they're used to riding up, right? They're used to riding up too, and it's the same thing for my kids. They ride really well riding up, but what the youth does is it forces them to kind of learn how to captain a team, how to take care of other stuff, where they're the responsible one. And that's a very important part of the sports that we do is, like for me, that's always the difference between a novice and an amateur. Can you go be the captain of that ship? Well, there's a lot well, of Bronson's guys. just he... really fast and out of control, and he expects everybody else to ride like that, Remy. So then that's why the youth class always goes to shit for him. You know, I will tell you, the more aggressive you are, the harder the youth is to ride. I had to change my game always riding in the youth. So oh my God. again, like, so when we were younger, it wasn't 18 and under, it was 16 and under right? We had 12 and under and 16 and under they, And by the time you were 17. So all of us were riding our same open box pretty much in the youth. So it was like, and I was behind them, but you know, James was riding against the, all the leshes, not Jordan, but Jamin was the box in the Underwood. So the same box they had in the open was the same box they had in the youth. So you were riding against these really tough teams and yeah. same thing, man, it was hard to win the youth just because we kind of all rode like assholes. Like we could go get it done in the open in the youth. You were like, yeah, we're going to go fast. Look how good we are. And then you were like, oh, that didn't work out. The way I planned. Yeah. So, yeah. But no, but you know, like what it is, but there's no responsibility for Bronson in the ranch hand. Go get your cow. I'm going to turn everything for you. Okay. Well, no, there's a lot of responsibility for the person in the gate. Usually in the gate, I said for <laughs> Bronson, I didn't say for the guy in the gate. I said for Bronson, right? I get to go whip around like, and I, and I love riding with kids in the ranch hand because like when you tell them to stop and go get the next cow, they just like spin back around. They don't second guess it. They just <laughs> listen and go. And, um, you know, adults tend to worry about it. And I'm like, I, I told you to go, just turn around and yeah, go. We got it. No, got no it. worrying when you're a kid, no worrying. But you know, it was, it was, the youth is always a lot of fun to ride, but you do have to have, the guys that you want to ride up to. I, I always am worried when people are like, oh, because, it, and this is the other thing. Okay, so Cody and Callie can't ride it anymore. New youths are going to rise to the top yeah. as yeah. the best. So it's not like you alleviated the problem because you just, there's always someone that's going to rise to the top. And, you know, at least with Cody and Callie, you had very kind kids trying to help everyone and make everyone better. I just and, remember, like, I, or I just think of um, Cody and Kelly are good examples for me because they really haven't been out of the youth that long. But uh, do you know how many kids won buckles and won, won buckles because of Cody and Kelly and then wanted to go on and do bigger and better things and be better? I feel like a lot. I, I remember this would have been a long time ago because when would, when was Zach and Suzanne's Remember Zach and Suzanne have their USTPA show in March and it used to be in Tucson. It used to be called the T tussle in Tucson. So I think we started legacy in 2016. That would have been either 16 or 17 that they had that show start. So that, I think it was one of the last times I had it in Tucson. Bronson's 11 now. I, and he just turned 11. So I bet that Bronson was like probably seven, Remy. We went there and he rode the penning with 
Callie and Cody. I mean, it was all, we put him on all draws and somehow he got on with Callie and Cody. I think it, it was Callie for sure. And then maybe Cody, I don't remember. But anyway, they won and he won a little buckle. And it was like, maybe that's the reason now he's a freaking monster. I don't know. But I think he even fell off in the class. He's just a little guy. It, I don't know. I wonder if those kids know the impact that they had on a lot of other kids. I hope they know that. No, and you know, it's like, you know, they talk about like integrity is what you do when no one's watching. And it's the same thing. You watch the way that like, especially that you want your older youth riders to act, right? You don't want them to be a brat. You don't want them to be bad sportsmen because those little kids are watching you all the time. And the hardest part for me, like for anyone, it's not just with kids, is learning how to lose with grace. None of us like to lose. Nobody wants to lose. No one goes out there to lose. So how do you lose and take good things from it? And, you know, both of those youth riders were, were very good examples of that not everything goes your way and you still have to keep trying every time. And it does, it makes a big, it makes a big difference. And like I said, you get some guys that don't want to enter their kids in the youth because they want to protect them by staking them with an adult. And part of it is your kids in the youth. Yeah, but like you, like you see, like you see, I see, I, and I understand why some people do that, but you're hamstringing them. You're not teaching them a new set of skills. You're just teaching them how you can ride around them. That's not making them very much better. You know, you gotta, they gotta figure out how to handle stuff on their own in the pen. And the youth is the best place to do that because there's also not a lot of pressure, right? I mean, there is a lot of pressure, but there's not because they're riding with other kids. So, you well, know, my kids with- will always be in the youth because they need to give back like others mm-hmm. did for them. Um, and it's not, it's not about what it has nothing to do with winning the youth or anything like that. I could give two shits less. In fact, Remy, I barely, I like to watch the youth, but I want them to take charge and do it on their own mm-hmm. now. So I don't even usually watch it. Cause then I will end up yelling and I don't want to do that. I just want them to have it and do their own thing. And yeah. So now let's, uh, like I, I said, stance on watching. It was a. Uh, I can't not watch. I have like no voice from running between every different pen this weekend. Um, the. It was funny to watch Kyle though, really, because he was more aggressive even in the penning than I thought he was going to be. Because like he cowboys with us all the time, and he's awesome out there. But he's funny, like he um like we'll have cattle break or something, and he runs and gets some turns, and he does like get some turned does all that. And then he's like, I saw this really cool rock or I saw an antler shed back there. So I'm going to go back and get it. Like he did all the things he was supposed to do. And he was still thinking about something else. So, um, Oh, it's the ADHD within them. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) But it was like, you know, and it was, it was funny because I watched him call for time on one team and he like really like threw his arm up, like super aggressive. And I was like, Oh, like there's a little more to that than you, than I thought, but he, he, he had fun. And uh, I was excited. I let him ride my good black mare in the sorting because the buckskin is not always a lot of fun to sort on. He's amazing to pen on. I, however, was going to school the buckskin. And then I had, I thought I had like a couple of runs in between before I had to make another run. So everyone got to see me pen on the buckskin in Kyle's saddle and Kyle's stirrups. So that was fun. I didn't get to see that. It was awesome. My leg, it hurt my hamstrings by the time I was done. <laughs> I was like, well, this is a little, little short for me. Like I can ride short, but that's a little short. That's hilarious. Well, um, I know I think it's going to be short this week because yeah. 
we it's both almost have. Christmas. It's yeah. almost Christmas. It's so. What are you doing for Christmas? You know, um, it's Wednesday. Christmas is on Sunday, and everything's still up in the air, Remy. <laughs> uh, you know, I just I've said it, but I've said it like the last three weeks, but it just doesn't feel like Christmas here. Um, yeah, it's gonna be eighty here on Christmas. So, but you're used to it, right? I'm not used to it because. Yeah, I mean, like even 80 is a little warm for us for Christmas. It's supposed to be 80 on Christmas. Um, I'm used to snow. I'm used to snow, Remy. And right now, the Midwest is getting pounded. I'm glad I'm not there for it. I mean, you could just get a snow machine. You could use flocking. You could flock the flock. outside of the trailer. I could, I could flock the outside of my single white. Yeah. No, I no, don't know what we're going to do. I think, um, I don't know. I don't know. No, we're it'll uh, be we're fine and it'll be fun. We do tacos and tamales for Christmas Eve. I'm thinking about doing that. <laughs> it's it's awesome. And then I don't think anyone's joining us on Christmas. So like Christmas Eve is kind of like our family. Yeah, like our we call it like our orphan Christmas. Like everyone like it's like friends and family and whoever wants to come comes. Um I no longer travel on Christmas because my parents were divorced. James's parents were divorced. And we used to do like 19 goddamn Christmases. And it was so stressful. So yeah. you can either come see me or I'll see you another time. But I'm not traveling on Christmas Eve or Christmas. And so Christmas Eve, we do tacos and tamales with like, we invite a bunch of people. If you want to come, come. If not, like it's super laid back because we just grill the meat, have the tamales, and then I have nachos and dip. And then Christmas, I think, is just going to be us and my mom, which will kind of be nice too. You know, um, I so wish that I could be like organized and I hear like so many of the people that I surround myself with are all have all their shopping done and they've had like extremely thoughtful gifts, Remy, mapped out for people. I wish I could be that person that had You're not looking like you're not looking at me for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I would love to be that person who gave something. It wouldn't matter if it was a $5 item, if it was very thoughtful or personal. Like just, I wish I, I literally don't have anything. I'm not, I've got a ship presence. And I already told them, I'm like, I'm going to have to wait till after Christmas when you get your gifts because I'm not going to have a ton. Well, we had a, we have like a list of people we have to give stuff to, right? Or not, we, we don't have to, that we want to give you stuff like to. to. And we're looking at it and James goes, the fuck are we supposed to give these people? Like, like, and one of them was like a, um, like a really good friend of ours. She never wants anything. She never buys anything for herself. She has this super simple life. And I was like, I don't know what to give her. I was like, and I think I'm going to end up giving her like a wild rag, but it's just one of those things where it's like, I would love to give her a lot of things, but she, aside from that, I don't quite know what to get her. She doesn't want anything either. So, um, I mean, my, I'm going to tilt this back, maybe. All those presents right there? You see I all those? Are those the kids' school Those ones? are the kids' presents that they buy from school that are like a dollar each. So it looks like I have presents, but it's it all the stuff. Nice. But, you know, it's all the stuff that the kids bought. I didn't buy it. Um, the only thing we have underneath the tree is what my mom sent us, and I still haven't <laughs> bought my mom and dad a present. So then I feel like an asshole. No. Sorry, Mom. Sorry, mom. 
I just, you know, my mom so. as you get old, I think too, as you get older, Christmas changes. Like I remember being in high school and like, God, you bought like 19 presents for everyone. And like, they were all thought out. And now I'm like, I love you. I hope I know, you know that I love you. Let's eat and drink margaritas together. That's my yeah. kind of Christmas for me. Yeah, we're like, uh, I think one of your, uh, actually it was the Babbitts, so Randy was flagging and Kylie was there this weekend. I always like, you know, I like hot chocolate too, because I make a lot of hot chocolate. He was dressed and in the me, complete with yellow tights. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes. And so they brought me like the, I know they should have made Jim be bad Santa, but they didn't. Did someone else be Santa? Um, they bought me like this little, like hot chocolate maker that was like a little cup thing that spun the milk in it, like a frother, but like you didn't have to hold it. It frothed itself. So that was awesome. You know, like, but I think gifts like that are great, not because they're expensive, but because they not thought about you. But I unfortunately don't have the time to think about other people like that. And it sounds I'm so a shitty person when it comes to that. So that there's that. Or I have really good plans to get something for someone. And then I'm like, it's now December 23rd and I didn't plan that and Amazon's not that good. Like I know. I believe me, I know. I, know. I also hate because Amazon keeps trying to send all my stuff to your Lake Lillian address. And it'll be like, this is gonna take four days. And I'm like, how was this gonna take four days? And I was like, oh, I gotta change the address. And then it's like next day. Yeah, I um yeah. Lots gotta happen between now and Saturday, Remy. <laughs> A lot. But anyway, well, Merry Christmas, everybody, from Merry both Christmas. Remy and I. Uh, we hope that you have a happy holidays with your family and that you enjoy all of the simple things of this season because that's truly what it is about. Um, anything else for me? No, Merry Christmas. Remember, it's only one day if you get trapped with family members you don't like. And um, eat, drink, and be merry. Good advice. Good advice. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. We'll see you next week, um, right before we enter the new year. So, That's right. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.